Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 16th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Joe Ryan was my lead yesterday in the SP Roundup. 5.1 innings, 200 runs, 6 is 2 walks, and 6 Ks. He was good. Uh, the changeup was the number 2 pitch as opposed to the slider. And I'm not really that confident that this changeup is going to be the number two pitch for him moving forward. The fastball was fine. The whole thing is not quite what I want it to be, if that makes sense. Uh, Joe Ryan's fastball is good, but it's not necessarily this elite, oh my lord, this is one of the best fastballs out there. And he does need support with that slider and changeup. I'm glad he got the change in this one. I don't really know if that's going to always be there. So he's kind of in this purgatory for the rest of the year. Sandy Alcantara ace is going to ace. Julio Urias ace is going to ace by 94.4 miles per hour. Uh, Marcus Stroman, zero earned runs in 4.2 innings, but he did have four unearned um, as he had a really rough fifth inning, starting with an error. Not by him. Six innings, uh, six, six hits, I should say, one walk, four Ks. Unfortunately, he didn't really come through twice against Natty Light, but he still has the NL Central. He should have some good matchups. You still want to start Marcus Stroman consistently. Ryan Yarbrough had an opener in Jalen Beeks. He went to four innings, uh, three hits, zero and run, six hits, six Ks in a win against the Yankees. Pretty awesome to see it. Cutter and curve were good. It's maybe more of an indictment against the Yankee offense right now. Uh, you see Corey Kluber going tomorrow against them. We'll talk about that in a moment, but maybe that does work because of this. While Ryan Yarbrough is a cheap win guy, he gets the Royals next, and then maybe that can work out. Johnny Cueto against the Astros, eight innings, one and run, six hits, one walk, and three Ks. Insane. Why would I ever question Johnny Cueto at this point? I mean, it's it's a Vargas rule, I guess, but 18% CSW, it just, it's insane how this worked out. Jose Urquidy against the White Sox. This was encouraging to me. 7.2 innings, one and run, six hits, zero walks, four Ks, helped across the board. No win, but that's how it goes. The thing is, he was around 50% plus four-seamer, sometimes like 60%. And he went down to 38% in this one with 46% breakers. I like to see that also included the change up a good amount. This is the Urquidy that I wanted to see at the beginning of the year, a man who has a full kitchen sink approach and has a lot of good secondaries to offer. I hope this does stick around for Jose Urquidy. Alex Cobb went six innings, one run, five hits, three walks, and five strikeouts against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and now he goes to Coors, and it's a tough schedule, I believe, ahead for the Giants on both Alex Cobb and Alex Wood's side. So if you have something else on the waiver wire, you might want to chase that. It was only 4 out of 46 whiffs, by the way, on the sparkling splitter that we saw before, 17% CSW, so not very good there. I would be cautious moving forward with Alex Cobb. Aaron Savali went against the Detroit Tigers. Six innings, one to run, three hits, one walk, and 10 strikeouts, 18 whiffs, and 45% CSW for a golden goal. As he had the highest whiff total and the best CSW total. His curveball was amazing. 64% CSW is crazy. 11 over 36 whiffs on it. But it's the Tigers. And I can't really tell you that Aaron Savali is this new man. Uh, I would be hesitant to trust him blindly moving forward. But if he gets good matchups, 
you can be okay with Aaron Savali. It's it's an easy-ish schedule moving forward. I believe he gets the Mariners next. And there's only really the Twins ahead for Savali. So he might just coast with us to the end and hope we see about two-thirds cutters and curves moving forward. Glenn Otto and James Capilian went against each other. Glenn Otto came out ahead here. Six innings, one and run two. It's But six walks and one strikeout? How am I supposed to butter my bread with that? I don't really think this is something that you need to go and chase right now. As far as Capillion goes, it was 5.1 innings, 200 runs, 6 is 2 walks, and 5 Ks. It was a streaming victory, barely. I I don't want to really trust against the Mariners. He is a streaming option when you need it, but it, he's not doesn't really have that high of a ceiling, and the floor is very, very pedestrian. Uh, moving forward here, we have Garrett Cole. Uh, 6 innings, 1 and run, 5 it's 2 walks, and 6 Ks against the Rays. He did what he could. I mean, sure, seven base runners in six innings isn't ideal, but, I mean, good stuff, Garrett Cole. Uh, Drew Hutchinson against the Cleveland Guardians, 5.1 innings, one earned run, seven hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. Yeah, no, I do not want to go after uh, Hutchinson here. Yes, he's lost seven earned runs his last four games, but the whip is horrendous. Really, really bad. This is not going to last. Spencer Strider against the Mets, five innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. He had a rain delay after two. Remember, Fast was complaining to me when we recorded the On the Corner podcast. Came back out, and he did well enough. I I think his fastball come in actually wasn't that great. It was in the zone, but it was middle as opposed to up, as we normally see from Strider. I think he's saying he proved his point about the whole luck thing. Honestly, I think he got fortunate here is what happened. He gets the Astros next. Hopefully, the slider is a little bit better. Hopefully, that fast fastball command is better. I think he's still kind of do it because the ceiling is too high. Freddie Peralta against the Dodgers, four innings, one and run, two, it's four walks and three Ks. But really, to me, the story is 92 pitches. And that's really good. That means he's stretched out for the Cubs next, and that should be fine. Yes, I have fear about the erratic nature of that four-seamer. But I think overall, Freddie Peralta is going to find a groove. And it's worth the reward going against the uh, the Cubs. The reward is worth the risk. That's the phrase I'm looking for. Shoei Otani went against the Mariners, six innings, two and run, seven hits, one walk and eight Ks. He wasn't at his best here. His slider actually wasn't as good as we normally see. 24% thrown. He threw heaters instead uh, for 37% CSW. It's good to see that. He figured out what was working and went with it. Good stuff. I don't think he'll be able to have a 37% CSW on that force here moving forward, though. And hopefully that slider does become the legit, oh my god, elite pitch that is thrown 50% of the time moving forward. Luis Castillo was on the other side of that six innings pitch, two and run, six hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts, 16 whiffs, 30% CSW. He has an ace, is going to ace now. I think his command is kind of weird where he is effectively wild, essentially. Like, he will throw waste pitches and not necessarily put everything where he wants to, but his stuff is just that good that he can perform with nine strikeouts and six innings. Noah Syndergaard against the Reds, seven innings, three and runs, eight hits, zero walks, and six Ks. Yeah, we'll take this from Thor. Uh, he has a high BABIP. He's always going to have a high BABIP, and that's just kind of what you're dealing with as a Toby. Brian Garcia started for the Tigers against the Guardians. He got a win, a poor quality start with five hits, zero walks, and five Ks. It's a decent slider. Uh, he throws 92. I don't really think we should spend any more time on him. Joe Musgrove hasn't been quite as overwhelming as we've wanted him to be. Six innings, 300 runs, eight hits, zero walks, five Ks. So that is a poor quality start. 10 whiffs, uh, 32% CSW. The slider wasn't that good. Curve did return a 40% CSW. Had to rely too much on fastballs here. I think we haven't really seen him being a top 10 play for a little bit. And I should have lowered him, I think, a little bit on the list last week. I probably will next week. Because, I mean, this is the Marlins. You should overwhelm the Marlins 
and not allowed eight hits to them in six innings. Josiah Gray against the Cubs, six innings, three hundred runs, five hits, two walks, and ten strikeouts. That's really nice to see. His slider and curveball did really well down an arm side. I do think his fastball command needs work still, and that's really the next step for Josiah Gray because even though he had 10 strikeouts against the Cubs, that is a 4.5 ERA that you don't want to have in your standard leagues that don't have quality starts. He does get the Padres next. The Padres are not as good as I thought they would be acquiring Soto and Bell, but that could be a questionable start. I mean, it's a strikeout play. He's still a cherry bomb. Xavier Curry, uh, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that exactly right, went against the Tigers. Five innings, 300 runs, eight hits, one walk, three Ks as a righty. It was his MLB debut. But man, I really enjoyed watching him in the first. I mean, he lost it a bit as he went on. Uh, but the fastball gets on you in a hurry. It's 93, but it feels like it's like 96, 97 watching it. Uh, maybe it's his extension. Maybe it's his arm angle. It, it pops out. And the breaker is really nice around like 84 or so. Um, loved it. I mean, he threw some really filthy ones in that first inning. Also has a curveball as well. It's a slider at 84 and an even slower one around 75 for the curve. He has violent mechanics that make the ball not necessarily go where he wants to all the time. It could also have been jitters from being an MLB debut. I kind of dig him, but we know this is too raw, essentially, for us to trust. And I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of him. I mean, the Guardians have other options uh, for their rotation. So I don't think Curry is going to be that guy. Uh, Kyle Bradish against the Jays did exactly what Kyle Bradish shouldn't do. I mean, his slider was good. Fastball still an issue. Yusei Kikuchi, 3.1 innings, 300 runs against Baltimore. Like, don't do this. I, I wonder, there was actually um, inside the Twitch chat, someone suggested that Mitch White could take over Kikuchi. And I wonder, yeah, that could happen. Um, Carlos Carrasco against Atlanta left the game after two innings, the rain delay, and then um, left with a side injury. I hope he's okay. It could be David Peterson after he gets the Phillies. Uh, regardless, in a doubleheader on Saturday. And then it could be a really nice start after that. So you may want to sneakily add David Peterson at the moment. Still getting strikeouts in the minors. Chris Bubich went against the Twins. 5.2 innings, 4 and runs, 10 hits, 3 walks, and 7 strikeouts. Here's the thing. Velocity is actually still up. 92.6. But overall command is just bad. So he gets the raise next. I kind of wonder if this is good. At AL only leagues, I will be going after this. Chris Bubich, eh, this could work out. The velocity stays up. I think he'll have a fair amount of productive starts. And Mike Miner, there's no way. And Madison Bumgarner, we are not mad men. 600 runs and 5.2 innings there uh, for Bumgarner. Looking forward to today, tomorrow, and Thursday, because it is Tuesday, and this is what we do on Tuesdays. So Verlander, Manoa, Robbie Ray, Dylan Cease, Nancy Cortez, and Brandon Woodruff are in that top tier. I think that's pretty straightforward. Charlie Morden against the Mets is a little more uh, questionable. Now, we saw what Aaron Savali did against the Pirates yesterday, so I have Zach Plesak second on the probable start tier against Detroit. Uh, you have Sean Manaya against the Marlins, Merrill Kelly against the Giants, Jose Quintana against Rocky Road, and Justin Steele as our stream pick of the day against the Nationals. Those are all the ones against good matchups. You have Eric Cabrera against the Padres, is a little bit more contentious. Sonny Gray against the Royals. The Royals have been hotter, and Sonny Gray hasn't had his breakers. And Tywin Walker against Atlanta. He is a right against Atlanta, but they also lit him up for eight earned runs. I think he does do better. I think he's worth your time. Questionable starts here. You have Jeffrey Springers against New York. Honestly, you could even argue that he's probable start after watching the Yankee offense for the past week. 
And I think I am leaning to start him there. Uh, Nick Pavetta and Kyle Gibson are coin flips. Even though Pavetta does get the Pirates, it's still Nick Pavetta. And Gibson goes into Cincinnati. In the do not start tier, you have Jose Suarez. J.P. Sears are the really two only... Sorry, the only real options that I would consider inside this do not start tier for Tuesday. Um, as Suarez goes against the Mariners and J.P. Sears goes against the Rangers. Sears does not have his command and Suarez is way too volatile. Jacob Junis goes against Arizona. We don't know if he's going to last five innings. This stuff isn't at his peak. Uh, Zach Granke and Dean Kramer go against tough matchups, uh, the Twins and Jays respectively. Garrett Hill, maybe he can pull it out against the Guardians. Cal Freeland on the road against the Cardinals, maybe be on the road. That, that's good. Mitch Keller, I don't want to trust against the Red Sox. Kohei Arihara, uh, Kohei Arihara, I should say, um, against the Athletics is getting the call for the Rangers. I don't want to do that. TJ Zoic, Ryan Papio, and of course, Patrick Corbin, absolutely not. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Max Scherzer, Carlos Rudan. Tony Gonsolin, Framber Valdez, Pablo Lopez, and Jordan Montgomery are in my top tier. Jordan Montgomery gets Rocky Road. I feel like you just got to do that. Pablo Lopez, I know it hasn't been as beautiful, but I think he'll be fine against the Padres. He looked really good last time. The probable start too, you can say all of these could be theoretically an auto start. George Kirby against the Angels, you should be doing that one. Mike Clevenger hasn't had his breakers, but it is Miami. You should do that. And Cal Quantrill against said Tigers as a right-hander who just did well against the Jays. You should do that. Tyler Molly is also here against the Royals. A little bit more questionable, I think, because he is at home. And there might be just something about Tyler Malley being at home, um, as he was in Cincinnati. We haven't really seen it tested fully in Minnesota yet. He does host the Royals, who are a little bit better. So a little bit more uh, hesitation than the other three. And the question will start here. My stream pick of the day is Drew Smiley against the Washington Nationals. Uh, his curveball has been that good. And unfortunately, we didn't get data inside of the Field of Dreams games, but I watched that one. The curveball was still really good. He had nine strikeouts in that game. We could see the strikeouts flowing here. Domingo Herman, also a very interesting one against the Rays. I think that he's good enough with his arsenal. The other four, though, inside this question, we'll start here, I think are a tick below those two options. That is Nick Lodolo against Phillies, Rich Hill against the Pirates, Corey Kluber in New York against the Yankees, and then Kopech against the Astros. Lodolo. Command is kind of weird. I think he threw a lot more strikes and had a higher CSW than than the line would suggest last week. But uh, Phillies, yeah, you don't really know what you're going to get as a cherry bomb. Rich Hill, it's the Pirates, and it's just how long is he going to go? Does he have enough in the tank? I don't really want to do this. Corey Kluber, he hasn't been that great. But, uh, I mean, he had a stumble last time against the Orioles, like a big one. Now it's the Yankees. But then again, the Yankees are... You know, not doing that well, so we'll see. And then Michael Kopech against the Astros had higher velocity, but then at the same time, it's the Astros. I don't know if I really want to go with that one. So in the bottom tier, Rangers Suarez in Cincinnati. I just didn't really see the changeup last time. That could work, but I don't really want to do it. Eric Lauer and Jacob Arrides get bad matchups against the Dodgers and the Mets. Ross Stripling gets the Orioles. I don't really want to do that coming back from the IL. Cole Raggins, I'm kind of intrigued about against the Athletics. But he hasn't pulled it off yet, and uh, he's a nibbler around the edges. I do wonder if this will be what I write about Wednesday night going into Thursday. Daniel Lynch is kind of interesting. So is Austin Voth, but both of them are against tough teams. The Twins for Lynch and Jays for Voth. J.D. Burbaker gets the Red Sox. It's just too risky. Tuki Toussaint's kind of interesting. He did well last time and a really good command, but I don't think that command is legitimate for him. As he goes against the Mariners, I think this is just going to hurt you. Zach Davies does not have his changeup, so I don't want to do that against the Giants. And then Herman Marquez, Corey Abbott. Adam Aller and Daniel Norris do not start. Looking forward to Thursday. I do not have the ranks. I'm going to go team by team. Spencer Watkins is the top of tier uh, of the do not start tier. There was some worry about him 
um, being in relief over the weekend, but it does look like he's still in the rotation. That could be honestly a streaming pick at the end of questionable start. Nathan Evaldi against the Pirates. You got to do that one as despite the velocity drops the top of questionable, maybe even bottom probable. Even though I do not have faith long term with that velocity drop, this is the Pirates. Frankie Montes against the Jays is questionable. Shane McClanahan obviously against the Royals. Jose Brios against the Yankees, highly questionable. Very bottom of it. You, Lucas Giolito, same idea against the Astros. Brad Keller against the Rays is do not start. Luis Garcia against the White Sox is a questionable. He just has not been good lately. Um, didn't do well against the Oakland Athletics twice, four and runs in each of those in the last four games. Zach Logue against the Rangers do not start. Dane Dunning against the Athletics. Uh, I think I prefer, I definitely prefer Spencer Watkins against the Cubs. Max Freed against the Mets. I hope he does return for this game. He's been having concussion symptoms. He's been out for a bit. Hopefully he's okay. I would say probable start with this one because we don't know how long stretch he'll be uh, for this outing. Jacob DeGrom on the other side, duh. Annabelle Sanchez against the Padres, no thanks. Adrian Sampson, don't want to do against the Orioles. Corbin Burns, obviously, even though it is the Dodgers don't care. Uh, we're doing that. Bryce Wilson against the Red Sox, no way. Adam Wainwright against the Rocky Road, honestly, is an auto start. Um, Zach Gallen at the Giants, maybe one of the last really good starts. Actually, no, he gets the Royals after this, so... Uh, good stuff here for Gallon for the next week. Um, that's an auto start against the Giants. Antonio Sensatella, no way against Cardinals. Andrew Heaney at Milwaukee is top of questionable because we just don't know how long he's going to go and also with the arm contusion stuff. And then you have Darvish and Webb, which are, who are both auto starts. So we have a single probable start. Maybe not. I was just Max Freed. But that's going to do it for today. Make sure you stop by tonight for the Nick and Alex Baseball Show at 10 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash pitchbus. That's it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock and may your bad below and your strike outside.